Forget traditional. Let's get wild. Yellowbird Hot Sauce is wildly unmannered, just like this podcast. It's great. It's not watered down. They use fresh ingredients. They use juicy fruits. Yellowbird, fresh flavor with a heavy heat wave, and now official hot sauce sponsor of Rounding Down. Food & Wine called Yellowbird's Habanero Sauce the perfect pairing for sweet and salty foods, and I'd have to say I agree. That's a publication that only talks about two things, food and wine. Thrilla said Yellowbird has a portfolio of sauces to choose from. Keep your taste buds ready. And that's true. Yellowbird's got, of course, their traditional habanero sauce, which is excellent. They make a sriracha sauce, a serrano pepper sauce. I love serrano peppers. Got to try that one. A jalapeno sauce and a ghost pepper sauce. Ooh, scary. Get your hands on some Yellowbird. And if you want to get a Yellowbird for free, at Yellowbird and Rounding Down on Twitter and use hashtag roundbird and say, I'm a cute little round bird and I want a free hot sauce. And you will receive a free bottle. You have to also send us your address. Yellowbird. Fresh flavor. The heavy heat wave. Welcome to Rounding Down, the only outlaw tough person, bad person podcast that dares to ask what is good and what is bad. I'm Chid, the outlaw tough person, bad person in question. I'm joined as usual by my co-host, a man who bought... 600 shares of GameStop at $3 a share three weeks ago, and now is a, let me just do the math on this really quick, uh, 600, uh, $3 a share, he's worth a million dollars, it's Saif Yeti. I am not worth a million dollars, but hello. You didn't, you told me that you bought that GameStop. Chid, it's, it's really, it's been a while since been we've a, asked, wow. since we've asked what's good and what's bad, so yeah. Why don't Why don't you start off by telling us what's good in your life? What's going on? Wow! Thanks for teeing me up to talk. I really appreciate it because I don't get to say enough on this show. That's <laughs> something that the audience says. They say, "Chid, not enough talking." What's good is, as you know, we recently landed a a hot sauce sponsor, a sponsor by the name of Yellowbird. They're a hot sauce company out of, I believe, Texas, and yeah. uh, they have great hot sauce. I mean, they. Here's how this happened, which is what makes it the best fit of all, is I just mentioned them in my list of hot sauces I like. I said that they are good, and they wrote back, damn right. And I said, hey, you want to be the exclusive hot sauce of America's number fun music and (laughs) comedy podcast? And they said yes. And now we uh, have a a bunch of free bottles of Yellowbird. So uh, yeah, Yellowbird, it's great. It was started by two people. They have organics. They have uh, non-organic stuff. Um, they make five hot sauces. Uh, I was bragging to my wife about it. Yeah, I can't wait for you to... You've never tried it, right? I haven't. So I've never had any of the organic ones. I'm excited to try those. But uh, yeah, I've had their their original, I think, is the habanero, uh, which is... They call it habanero condiment, which is funny instead of hot sauce. But it's uh, it's really good. It's like... A, it's, it's got a bright flavor. It's definitely spicy. It's got it's got some sting to it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's quite nice. Yeah, I'm a bit sensitive when it comes to spices. Should I try the hottest one on a recording? Ooh, I, I assume their ghost pepper is the hottest one. Um, although that's no longer the hottest pepper in the world. I, I haven't had that one yet and I haven't seen that one in the wild. So, uh, yes, but I'm going to say yes. I, I think okay. you should try it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we're very excited. So anyway, if you are a uh, hot sauce fan and you want a free bottle of yellow bird, uh, we, I don't know how many bottles we're getting, but I'm, I'd be happy to send one to you. If you, uh, tag yellow bird and you tag, uh, rounding down and you use hashtag round bird because you're a little, <laughs> and, and you have to say, I'm a little round bird tweet, tweet. That's what your tweet has to say. So just degrade you, did, yourself. Now, was that their stipulation or did you make that up? No comment. Just degrade <laughs> yourself a little bit. Say, I'm a little round bird tweet, tweet. And then hit the tweet button, and then I and then if you DM me your address, you can receive a free bottle. I don't know. You don't want to. You don't want to offer to send Brewdog anything because he's going to accuse me of trying to get his address so I could kill him. I mean, that's your problem. And let let's be clear: send it to me. Don't send it to Sai because we don't really <laughs> trust him with his MDF and his chain, rusty chainsaw and his extensive knowledge of serial killers. Uh, so that's one thing that's good in my life. Another thing that's good in my life, Sai, something that of your interest, that just to get into the mind of you, I watched that Night Stalker documentary on Netflix because yeah. I, I I thought like you know that guy's a twisted fuck just like my co-host. So I want to learn a little bit more about like what uh, it's you know the person who I'm recording this show with is like. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, man, I gotta say, uh, pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Did you watch N- that? I haven't watched it yet. Nate was DMing me about it, though. Yeah. Uh, was it Nate or was it Eli? It was Nate. You sure? Nate. Yeah, okay. because Nate's yeah. the only one who's taken an interest in my outside of the show interest. He talks to me <laughs> like a human being. <laughs> not me. No. I just talk to you like a schmuck, um, which you're not, but that's how I talk to you because let's be honest, that's our relationship. But anyway, uh, yeah, I I watched it. It's a really good documentary if you like the trend of – uh, again, a thing that could be a two-hour movie being stretched into four hours. Needless well, sleep. I'm just glad that they didn't make a movie out of it and have Zac Efron play Richard Ramirez. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, fair. <laughs> just because, because of the racial implications, not because of anything else, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, yeah. I it's uh, it, I didn't want it to be a, a like a narrative movie. I just meant like you could make it. It could be very easily a two-hour documentary as opposed to a four one-hour you know limited series bullshit. Yeah. There's I mean, definitely there, a little there, bit of padding in there. There's a lot to that story, though. There's yeah, that story was more deserving of that than like that evil genius horseshit yeah. that like very easily was a seventy-five-minute movie that they stretched into five hours. The- felt like. The other thing that's interesting about Richard Ramirez, uh, you know, obviously horrible crimes he committed are are terrible uh, and intriguing to the public. And that's why people like true crime. But the other thing that's interesting is there are almost almost like two halves to to him because, you know, he had his his crimes and and then there was the trial and that was a, a big deal as well. Uh, but his his life after being incarcerated was very interesting as well with like the groupies and, and the things like that. So yeah. there's 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 a little more, uh, you know, meat on that bone, for yeah, lack man. of a better pun. That's a bad pun for that guy. <laughs> I mean, but he didn't he didn't eat anyone that we know of. And uh, yeah, a real uh, real just, you know, utter scum of the earth, that guy. Um, but yeah, a real uh, a real treat to watch that documentary. Here's what the audiovisual experience is of watching that documentary. Have you ever wanted to watch something where there's like reverb and a bunch of dissonant sounds while uh, someone's talking and they're like, it's a quiet town. <laughs> Nothing bad ever happens here. It's like so that. It's it was like that travel channel show Ghost Adventures where they put the ambient noise uh, while they're trying to capture <laughs> ambient uh, like sounds of ghosts they put the yeah. noises in and you're like was that a ghost or did you add that sound it's listen really... to this crazy evp and it's like Woo! and yeah, then like you can you can hear weird. something underneath it and you're not quite sure it's real weird it's i don't it's they made some strong choices as far as how that <laughs> was assembled and edited uh and um uh, not always for the better i'll put it that way but you know, I don't know. Uh, interesting, in- interesting thing. I thought you might be interested in watching it. I got sucked in and ended up. I have it. I have intentions of watching it. My, I asked my wife if she wanted to watch it, and she goes, "I can't do any more true crime right now." She's like, "We can watch Peaky Blinders, or I can go play on my computer." And I, so we watched a little bit of Pe- Peaky Blinders the last time we tried to watch TV together. Peaky Blinders, ain't it? Oh, isn't it, Governor? Hey, oh, have you seen that show? More blinders be pretty picky. <laughs> no, I, no I, I have not seen it. <laughs> the people who I know who watch that show are you and my parents. So congrats uh, to the four of you. Oh, well, my mom suggested it to me. So. Ooh, yeah, it's a big, it's a big time parents show. Is yeah. your mom also suggested uh, what's the show about Psycho? Uh, what the fuck is that show? Criminal Minds. No, it's about Psycho, but it's like the uh, name of the character. It's not young Hannibal, oh, <laughs> whatever uh, the fuck. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, I think it, I think it's literally called Hannibal. That's a, that's Hannibal. That's about Hannibal Lecter. No, no, it's not. <laughs> My mom likes Hang a on, lot of the, the show the, about Psycho. Uh, Bates Dec- Hotel. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, my mom didn't suggest that to me. That's that's a show that my dad keeps just yelling that I need to watch Bates Motel. Uh, my mom, he's my just mom screaming really into the, the void. The British shows. So she she like she's tried to get me to watch The Crown, and like I'm surprised she hasn't tried to get me to watch that chess chess TV show with the redhead there. That's not a come. British show. I know, but. It just seems like something she would try and get me to watch. But chess is very British, is what you're implying. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Okay. That show's good. I watched that and uh I What's enjoyed the name it. Of it. Uh The Queen's Gambit. Okay. It's got a really good cast for um the most well, the thing I'll say about the Queen's Gambit, no spoilers. But it's a show where I didn't know anything. My wife watched it and she said it was good, and then I was like 
doing the thing where I was just like, I had happened to have a couple hours before I wanted to go to bed one night. And I was like, oh, I can watch a TV show. I always love to watch TV, which I very rarely get to watch. And uh, I was doing the thing where I was like looking at previews on Netflix and I saw the preview for that. And I was like, this looks good, whatever. So I played it. And it's a show where my expectation upon watching it was it was just going to be a show about a, a young lady being victimized for a series, which I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to watch this, but it really subverts that expectation pretty quickly, um, which was hmm. good. And also um, it's uh, yeah, the acting is good. Like the, all of the actors in it are, are pretty good. Um, and like all the chess people they have and stuff are, I don't know. It's like a, it's a fun cast. I think that they did a good job with casting and there's probably people on that, that like, it appears that a lot of the actors on it, cause I hadn't heard of or seen any of them before in my life pretty much. And it looks like they're all from like teen movies and stuff. And they're all like not teens anymore. Like they're all actors who were, I guess when in like teen movies in the early 2010s, huh. um, who are like now in their later twenties or early thirties or whatever. So it, it could be like a movie that launches or a show, I guess that launches a, a bunch of people. If I had to guess. Chid, that's a really good segue. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I can't believe you got our, our guest today. Today's, today's guest is a huge get. And I can't believe you got Kurt Schilling to come on the podcast. Yeah, I did. I, I reached out and I said, uh, Kurt, how's it feel to not get into the Hall of Fame again? Um, what's it like to be a racist piece of shit? Uh, how did you um, how do you have such a uh, God complex or no, that's not even it. It's weird that he considers himself a martyr when literally all he had to do was not tweet. Like if you just shut the <laughs> fuck up, he would be in the Hall of Fame because uh, anyway, what a dipshit. <laughs> Um, in spite of every bad decision he's made in his life, like if he just could shut the fuck up, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. But it was never going to happen in in the way he explained. That guy sucks. I just I I tweeted about this earlier today, but I've just I've never seen a professional athlete like ask off of Hall of Fame val- balloting. Like, yeah. oh, you're not going to vote me in, so I don't want to be on the ballot. Like well, you asshole, especially a dipshit. Because like I think you get to be on the ballot for 15 years, and he's only like seven or this, eight years. This is year nine for nine. him. Yeah. So anyway, what a dipshit. Uh, anyway, speaking of which, today's guest is here to talk to us about homeownership. He is a returning champion. He's on what is unbelievably the highest rated episode of Rounding Down of all time. <laughs> it's Curtis Weenus. Hello, guys. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I'm sad. Sad you couldn't get your first guest, but I'm happy to be the, uh, the second Kurt here. <laughs> We really tried to get Schilling. I keep reaching out to him and telling him to be on Uncle's Uncle because I think Uncle Howard would really grill him. I looked hey, at one. I looked at one of his tweets once, and then I tried to look at his Twitter account again, and I was blocked. So, <laughs> just just to clarify, am I the highest rated or the most viewed, or or both? I just no no ego. Just want to know the facts. Most viewed. You're the most. Yes, you're the most viewed podcast episode, <laughs> meaning that the most people have looked at the thumbnail that describes the episode. That we have a, We actually have Skittles. one of those Angel Fire website counters on your episode only, so we, can <laughs> we actually have a Winamp many... a Winamp visualizer that comes up when your episode plays, and that is the most viewed visualization that we've made so far as a show. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So, congrats. Yeah, you're you're a. Uh, your episode did uh, one and a half times what a normal episode does, ratings-wise. Which is, is that because of longevity? No. Uh, I mean, all of our episodes are... So, like, our first... Uh, not to get too deep into the weeds here, but our show has grown a lot in the last, like, year, where we were at a place where we were averaging a certain number of listeners every week, and now that number has, like, tripled on our archive. Um, so our newer episodes still tend to do that, or that number, but then our older episodes are like doing triple that. So I think that people are starting from the beginning, which is a weird thing to do on this shitty show. It's not like we're, <laughs> we're not laying out a mystery to be solved. See, here. Where, I would, where I would have went with that was they're hearing something they like and they're going and so they're, they're listening to a new episode and they're like, Oh, this is good. I got back. That's yeah, probably I gotta, what, I mean, yeah, I, I hope that that's what it is. It would be strange <laughs> if people were like. You know what? I really got to listen to this show that my friend told me I should listen to, and I got to start from the beginning. I guess some people do that with podcasts. But See, that's again, how I, I know you're making up a story. No one would ever tell someone to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how I feel too, but I know that my sister referred some of her coworkers to this podcast, which is <laughs> an increasingly strange choice by her. Hey, guys, if you're out there, how you doing? I, hey, I tell my wife's coworkers to listen to my podcast all the time, and she tells me not to. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Chad, I, I got to ask, what, what's your sister's at? Uh, I, no comment. Um, she doesn't but, use the social media. Yeah, and I'm not going to dox my sister. Uh, but here's what I will say is uh, it's it's been a real treat. I hope that those gentlemen have hung on for my yeast-infected dick and everything that that's <laughs> entailed over the last couple of months I hope here. your sister has heard that. Yeah, I mean, it's come up many times now in episodes subsequent to it airing, so I'm sure <laughs> she has. I saw her this past weekend, and uh, it didn't did come up in at, conversation. Did she look at you differently? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. She's always looking at me confused. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. How is this your life? I haven't you know seen what? you in person in a while, but I definitely, I can empathize with her on that. Yeah, I don't, I I thought for a long time, I guess here's the thing, if I can instill, so Weenus, you're also a father. If I can instill one thing on my son specifically, and it's, it's more for my son than my daughter. I think my daughter has, like, she has a certain level of, like, uh, she's very self-possessed and has a level of confidence as a two-year-old that, like, uh, I'm sure she's going to be fine in the world. Is it higher than me as a 35-year-old? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and me and my wife. Like, I think my daughter's going to be cool. But my son, if I, if I had to t- give him, like, one piece of advice, it would be to, like, just don't try to be cool. Like, I, I had it occurred to me the other day that, I was like, I've lived a ridiculous life. What a stupid life I've lived. Like, of all the dumb shit that's happened to me. Like, for example, uh, I got locked in the bathroom the afternoon of my wedding. I was locked in the bathroom for like an hour and a half and couldn't get out and barely made my wedding on time. Uh, My favorite story is how you broke your ankles because you decided to try and hang something from a (laughs) spinning chair. (laughs) That's one way that I sprained my ankles. I tried to hang something up and fell off a spinny chair uh, in an office. I also one time sprained both ankles running downstairs to see an episode of Project Runway in college. (laughs) Um, I guess you should have Project Walked, Wade, huh? No shit, man. And I was real excited about it, too. Uh, And then really in pain. Um, yeah. And like getting a yeast infection on my dick, uh, just, there's been so many just unglamorous and stupid things that I've done or that have caused me pain or suffering. And, uh, yeah. So what I'm saying is like the realization I had is, is that, but also I was like, well, I was like, I wonder if that's just a thing that's genetic. And then it occurred to me that like the way that I got to go to Disney world when I was a kid was because my dad was attacked by a police (laughs) dog and needed reconstructive ass surgery and like got a settlement check. And that's how we afforded the only time I went to Disney when I was a kid was because of that. And, uh, you know, he's as much of a, like, I think I'm just born from a family of male dipshits who are destined to not be cool and to get into embarrassing scenarios. And that's fine. I I just have to live with that and accept it. Well, it's, you know, you're kind of, kind of repeating your story here by having Weenus on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am repeating my story. Uh, what, what you mean? Because Weenus is also he a male dipshit. Yeah, well, and I'm a male dipshit. And well, we're listen, all male hey, that's most of our guests fit into that bucket. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We, uh, we, so we, we got to get some female dipshits on here. <laughs> we, we do need some more non-male dipshits. That's true. Uh, Weenus, you're here today to talk about homeownership. Um, specifically, I think you're here to round up on homeownership, which is going against the grain, uh, something our guests really like to do, um, especially when petting a cat. What's your deal with homeownership? Yeah, I mean, I, I got to say, of all the things you can spend money on in your life, I mean, there's not a better feeling in the world than just having multiple, you know, four and, and five figure uh, bills that you have to pay to upkeep <laughs> your house. I mean, that's just such a great way to live your life. And Mm. Uh, you know, put your disposable income there versus in, you know, something like GameStop stock. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's I true. I made yeah. my first, uh, my first mortgage payment today. Uh, I thought you were going to say you made your first stock transaction today. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. No. Uh, first mortgage payment today and also opened up my first uh, line of credit specifically for my house. So that was, that was an exciting day. Mm. Interesting. What do you need that line of credit for? Uh, nothing. I just, I, I did a pre, like a prepaid credit line for the house. Like I I wanted to have a a house credit card in case one of those four or five figure things came up and I see. Yeah. Don't, don't worry. It'll be like tomorrow. Um, so you're in, you're in good (laughs) shape. No, I also, I I also actually, there's a very relevant, great, uh, housing event going on. Um, so as you guys know, and as nearby Philadelphians, we get a lot of snow up here in the Boston area mm-hmm. and, you know, have somebody come and plow our driveway. And so th- this is, this is just really, the this is only a you and shit problem. 
you, you get in suburban life. Uh, so like a month ago when we had our first big snowstorm, uh, the guy comes and plows and we were sitting in our living room and our house was super loud. And my wife was like, oh, I, I think the guy just hit our house with the snowplow. And of course, I was like, no, you're you're crazy. Like that didn't happen. And then, you know, 530 in the morning, the next morning, the dadding hour, as uh, as I say, nobody else says it, but they should. Um, I go out and there's a big chunk of the frame of our garage had been taken out by the snowplow guy. Great. Take a, pic- take a picture of it, start shoveling, clearing like, you know, clearing the sidewalk, clearing the patio. And they come and do another pass. And I walk back by the garage to go put the shovels back in. And now the frame of the other garage door has a big scrape in it. Uh, so the guy hit our garage twice in two passes. And, and then last night, I actually, my, my whole family's been sick and I went to bed at like eight o'clock, tested negative for coronavirus though. So you guys are, are safe. Um, it does travel wo- through uh, radio waves and podcasts specifically. So Well, I well yeah. That. I mean, it's, yeah, the five, my 5G chip uh, has very good kind of uh, telecommunication capabilities. But yeah, so then this, last night I get a text from my wife that says, I think the plow guy just pissed in our yard. <laughs> and so did he uh, piss on the, on the, uh, on the holes that he had made? I, well, luckily those have been fixed, but then, yeah, he kind of came, he kind of went way off our driveway and into our part of our yard. And then I guess he like was, as he was leaving, puts the truck in reverse, goes back into the driveway and gets out of the car and she was watching this whole time because she was mad about the first time that he hit the house uh, and then went out there afterwards because she thought it looked like he was taking a piss and there was yellow snow where he was standing and she Sick. took a picture of it. So, nice. I mean, th- this is the kind of excitement like you can have your downtown tapas bar restaurant life. Like, g- give me the dude pissing out Red Bull at 1030 at night plowing my driveway. I got to say, Weenus, here's all the- I all There's I got from that story. Here. Sorry, go all ahead, I, All I got from that story was that you have a two-car garage. Mm, that's not what I got from that story. Here's what I got from that story is, uh, Weenus, you are so want to not shovel your driveway that <laughs> you hired someone who <laughs> almost destroyed your house <laughs> and then kept him on staff after that happened so that he could then piss in your yard. Uh, that's some that's some no, wild. He almost destroyed his house twice, yeah, and then yeah. he pissed in his yard after. Well, that's the pr- thing, my man. I gotta say, uh, you just gotta get a snowblower. It sounds like it sounds like you should I, just spend eight hundred bucks on a snowblower and I, call it a life. I, I do I do I did actually get one when we first <laughs> moved in, and I use it for like the sidewalk. But the problem, even though I don't, you know, that way people can like walk their dogs and stuff, and then they can piss in the front of our yard. <laughs> yeah, the sure, dogs, sure. not not the owners. But, Your yard's uh, just full of piss, huh? Uh, but the problem, the problem is, I, I, in a normal world, I travel just enough that if I'm gone, uh, there's nobody like with Who's two kids. Do it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, that was that was yeah, like eight hundred bucks that I was, you know, wouldn't have rather spent it on anything else that I now use for like five minutes every yeah. couple of weeks. Listen, man, I'll give you a hundred bucks for that if you want to come drive it to Philly. I'll, I'll, I'll get it, hundred bucks, and uh, you know it's a depreciating asset. But here's the thing: is uh, yeah, I feel the same way. I, I also don't have a snowblower. I just shovel when I'm here, and uh, again, in non-COVID times, I would be on the road with some frequency. But uh, that's not the case these days. So, like last night, I just went out and uh, we got some snow here last night. I went out and shoveled with my son. For he's at an age now where he helps me shovel and I'll put helps in quotation marks where he basically just uh, <laughs> throws snow everywhere. And nice. He has a good time though. And so, yeah, he helped me shovel for like, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. It was nice soft snow, which is good. And it's always nice when it's soft and you can just like basically shove it out of the way. Well, um, I, I shoveled my driveway this morning and I know what you're thinking, Chid. Sai, you have a snowblower. Why would you shovel your driveway? Well, I wasn't thinking that I didn't know you had a snowblower. I did. I sent you a picture of it when I got it. It was given mm. to me. Oh, two, two yeah. stage or three stage or single stage, like a little girly man. So it's 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 a three stage. It's a wow. It's a, it's a big cool. one, but it was a hand me down, uh, and it is one for two on starting. So uh, <laughs> I got, I got the first the first snowstorm was bigger than this one, so that was helpful that it worked on that one. It would not start, and I flooded the engine today, so I ended up shoveling, and my, my wife came outside, and she's like, why are you shoveling? The snowblower's right there, and I'm like, yeah, it won't start. 
So, did you remember to put the uh, little shit in it that you have to put in it? Yeah, I, I put my shit in it. Weenus, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, because Gas? actually, I, I didn't want to admit it, but yeah, I forgot to put fuel stabilizer in mine, and I actually uh, can't couldn't get mine to start even if I wanted to right now. Weenus, uh, side, you know what I'm talking about? You know, no, and I'm about? surprised that uh, my uncle who gave me the snowblower didn't mention that because he likes to tell me everything about yeah, the things that he put, gives me. In, I think it, think it's fuel stabilizer, like Weena said, that you have to put in them or they won't start. Uh, look it up. Just Google that when you're not recording a podcast, and that will probably help you out. But by the way, I, I do want to say, even if that's not what it is, listen, your snowblower is batting 500 right now. It is. Yep. You put your snowblower in the fucking Hall of Fame easily. First ballot. Unlike Kurt Schilling. Unlike Kurt Schilling, yes. <laughs> uh so, yeah, th- I agree with you, Weenus, in general. Uh, it's always great to have very expensive things to fix on your house. I think that's a, a wonderful thing. Um, my house was built in, uh, well, actually, I don't even know when my house was built. Probably the 1700s, but allegedly uh, 1868. But it Ben says Franklin built this guy's house? Yeah, potentially. <laughs> because uh, my whole town, I guess, there was a fire at the uh, the town uh, city hall in, like, in 1868, um, not in like 1868. In 1868, there was a fire at the city hall and it burned down the city hall and they lost all records. So any house that was uh, freestanding as of that year is now listed as being built that year. So if you like go look at like Zillow in my town, like mm, probably half the houses say they were built in 1868 and they are wildly different styles and <laughs> sizes and, uh, and you know, and have different lot sizes. And some of them were obviously farmhouses. Some of them were not. It's it's a real uh, random place in time. So um, all this to say, my house is, is quite an old house. And uh, it has like a four foot tall basement that is obviously unfinished. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's awful in every uh, conceivable way. Uh, those sorts of things about it being so old is like just always problems. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. There's just so many things we could fix at any given moment and things that break. Like, um, I don't Yeah. We've had so many things break, and I guess it's that's part of having a house is shit just breaks. But when I've lived in apartments, like I never had as many things break when I lived in an apartment <laughs> as have broken in my house, if that makes sense. Hmm. The one thing I miss about living in an apartment is not being able to complain to my wife that the shitty neighbors haven't gone out and started to shovel uh, while I'm sitting in the house not shoveling as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't get. Can you uh, pull that thread a little more? What are you talking about? So I, I would always complain to my wife that our neighbors, when we lived in an apartment, would never go out and shovel while I was also not going out and shoveling. So oh, it, like because you had a shared driveway or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That is very specific to the place where you were living, I have to say. <laughs> but uh, having lived in many different apartments, one above a Brazilian barbecue restaurant, uh, <laughs> many in very, very urban areas, uh, without driveways of any kind. Uh, I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. But yeah, that makes sense now. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. The apartment I lived in for six years was a, uh, it was like an addition on a very, on a triple decker. In, um, it had, so it had like its own roof that never had roof problems. Uh, that's, you know, it, we just never had problems. Like the only, the biggest problem we had the whole time we were there is one of the heaters didn't work. So, and it was electric heat, so I was just like, well, uh, there's space heaters in the basement. I'm just going to grab one of those bad boys, and it'll be fine. And then the other thing was uh, that our um, our microwave that was like an installed above-the-stove microwave broke and just literally blew out and stopped working. Um, but yeah, those were literally the two problems we had for the six years we lived there. I was like, oh, this is great. If this is what homeownership is like, then no problem at all. And uh, unfortunately, the exact opposite has been. So your apartment was batting 400. <laughs> What's your I house? So. Yeah, my apartment was uh, a real Tony Gwen type apartment. Hmm. What's your house batting? Mm, uh, f- as far as years without a thing that costs eight grand to fix, uh, yes, my house is batting zero. It's it's batting zero. You, you've had to pay to fix something in your house for eight grand every year that you've owned it. Yeah, or there's something that costs eight grand that we haven't that we've partially fixed or haven't fixed yet. Yes. I think the new least. question on rounding down we should ask our guests instead of how old are you when nine eleven happened is what's your house's batting average? <laughs> That's true. And then Curtis, get- what's your house's batting average? We are squarely a zero. Yeah. We'll call it VOR, value over replacement home. <laughs> uh because yeah, if your if your house is uh 
if you've had any any year where you haven't had an $8,000 or more repair uh, to do or repairs totaling $8,000 or more, um, then yeah, you're you're in a good spot. But As a new homeowner, you guys are really making me feel good. It's fucking it. great, man. Yeah, it's, aren't, it's aren't, aren't, you, aren't you glad you did all the math and you're like, wow, we're really stretching it with buying this house before <laughs> before learning this information. I mean, now you just got to be overjoyed that you, you get to write more checks. Well, luckily, I have that that interest rate I told you about earlier, Weenus. So, yeah. What's that interest rate? Uh, Sixty nine point four twenty. Oh, nice, 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 nice. That's a pretty it, high interest rate on mortgage. Is that the a- APR or the APY? A- APR. <laughs> you didn't sound that confident when you said that. <laughs> I felt I thought I was back in my my uh, first time homebuyers course again. I was being quizzed. Mm, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I it's a real treat. I you know to all the unhoused out there, uh, bless up. But um, what I will say is, uh, owning a house is it, if you don't do it yet and you rent and you're like, oh, I wish I owned my own house. It's it's good. It's nice to own a house. It's nice to have uh, an asset that you can sell, and especially in the weird market world we live in for homeownership uh, at a profit. But um, that aside, man, it's just constant shit well, to worry about. What I can say for someone who's lived in a house for two months, the first two months are really nice. So you're, you're really, you're looking forward to those first two months for sure. Yeah. First couple months are nice. I, in general too, like we all live in the Northeast where houses, I think fall to shit a lot faster than non Northeast houses. If I had to guess, I mean, I guess if you were living in like coastal Florida or, Louisiana or whatever, you have to deal with hurricanes and shit like that. And there's there's obviously problems in the Midwest, too, with tornadoes and whatever. But, um, yeah, if you're in, like, a snowy climate, I, I don't think that does any service to your house. I don't think that certainly... It doesn't do like, any service to my back. No. Yeah, we... Like, our house has... Ours is, like, a clapboard uh, house, and it, it has paint. And the paint was in good shape when we moved in. There's, like, a little peeling, but, like, not bad. And now it's a fucking disaster, so... If we're going to sell our house, we probably have to pay six grand or whatever to just get it touched. Oh, up oh yeah. Fixed. Oh yeah. We did a, we did a repaint and now that paint job, uh, two years in is bubbling, but, yeah, but guys, guys don't paint, don't vinyl, go rhino. You got to get that rhino shield. Okay. Isn't that what like truck pros put on their Jeeps to go um, off-roading? I, I just hear the commercial all the time. No. Yeah, I you can certainly uh I I would sooner do vinyl sign if we're going to live in this house for forever, but I think we're going to sell this house and move either like we're going to upgrade by paying less probably uh to move to a cheaper place to live and then that'll be our our plan to get We have we have vinyl siding, but the homeowner previous to us decided that they wanted to grow really close to the house, so we have to get that repaired. <laughs> So I told me that in the inspection. I was like, what did the inspector find? He's like, oh, some of the vinyl siding was melted because the homeowner grilled like on the house. (laughs) Cool. Great. His food must have tasted great with a smell of uh, melted vinyl in it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just glad you can see the insulation right underneath it. I'm just glad that the insulation didn't catch on fire. Yeah, that's insane. Um, but yeah, we, I would do vinyl siding for sure if we were going to stay here long term because I I don't think painting is, uh, it makes houses look nice, but man, is it fucking expensive. And it's not like we, I, we got a couple estimates and yeah, they're <laughs> chit, chit, just spend four times as much and get composite, uh, siding instead of vinyl. Yeah. That sounds great too, uh, for a house we're going to sell. That's the thing that's also funny is for stuff that like, when you're like, Oh, we're going to sell this house in a couple of years. It's like, well, surely then if we replace the, if like if we paint the house or if we get vinyl siding, that will surely add the 30 grand we're going to spend on it to value of the house. It's like, no, no, that will add nothing to the house value wise. See, I want to replace our vinyl siding. I hate it. I don't like it. I mean, listen, man, the grass is always greener with siding. I don't, what would you replace it with? Uh, I wanted to do cedar. Yeah. Good luck with that. It's Thank just. You. That's a war of loose shingles, and you're just going to be out there with a nail gun fucking fixing it all the time. That sounds awesome, actually. I I like using my nail gun. All right. Well, I mean, more power to you. It's just there's nothing that doesn't have, uh, like, we have, like, Listen, Chid, I I started installing a door in a room that had no door three weeks ago, and it's still not installed. So Yeah, when you told me you were going to work on a door, I I told you that was crazy at the time, did I not? (laughs) It'll, It'll be cool in, like, three years when you finally finish it. 
Yeah. Listen, uh, my wife is not going to allow me to go three years without finishing it. She reminds me every day that I still need to finish it. If she's already harping on you for that, my man, and it's a door, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'll give you my handy man's phone number because you told me you were going to fix a door and I was like, Doors are complicated. Like there's a lot of, you got to measure and you got to do cutting and like, you might not have, you got to, things have to be level and flush and like for a not advanced carpenter, that's a tough job. I Listen, would even, I've been, I would I've been to Lowe's seven times. I think I know what I'm doing, Chid. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you my handyman's number. He's a great guy. I'm sure he would come down and take care of it for you. And, uh, you know, I think I've, I, we're putting his kids through college, basically. Will he, will he let me watch him so I know how to do it in the future? <laughs> he will let you watch. Yeah, he lets my son watch. Whenever he does something, like, he lets my son watch him, which is funny. So my son will just be like, what's this? What's that? And just annoys the shit out of him with a million questions. But he's, like, a nice Irish guy, so he's not uh That's going to be me, too. What's yeah. this? What's that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, so, anyway. Um yeah, it's it's a real treat. I got to say, all all those things are good. Weenus, what are the other things you love about homeownership? You know, I, I got to love, you know, having, you know, every neighborhood's got like the old couple who keeps tabs on everybody. Um, it's kind of yeah, a neighborhood you know, watch. And everyone's gossip and, and nosy about everything. Uh, you know, you've always got like the crazy, like fighting slash like divorced situation. Um, you know, there's just a lot, lots of really great, characters that you get to know as part of the experience yeah yeah I, Chid, uh, do you have any cool neighbors did you ask weenus if he has any cool neighbors no i asked you if you had any cool neighbors oh i thought you said weenus already know. told me that he had cool neighbors i know i i thought he said he had neighbors that weren't cool i thought that that was what he was saying so. no he's rounding up so he's saying that that's a good thing yeah yeah I have, it's, it's like having a sitcom uh or, or like a murder mystery um, yeah. From the one crazy blue li- blue lives matter flag house down the street, but anyway. there's only one. Uh, yeah, only, he's... only one baby. Come on, West, West, that's pretty good. West, Western suburbs. I have a so a neighbor literally a block over has a QAnon flag in front of his house, <laughs> so I have that, to, which is great, uh, and probably that is detracting from the value of every house around it. Um, but yeah, I'm in an area where I'm not. I'm only ten miles. Like I'm, I'm just, just outside of Philly. So it's not far from, from downtown basically. And, uh, but it's, it's weird because there's like city buses here and there are a lot of apartments, but it's residential and it's suburban. It's a weird suburban urban mixture. It's, it's a strange town. But what I will say is that, uh, there are, um, there's like an apartment building. There's like a three story apartment building directly behind my house, but like it's set back in my backyard is like, is, has a big rock formation in the back. And so it's like up high and whatever. And, uh, sometimes there's like what sound like gunshots happening there. So that's a treat. Um, and you know, there's, uh, there's all sorts of stuff. Uh, sometimes I'll walk around the neighborhood with my son and like have, we'll like bring flashlights cause he likes to go for flashlight walks at nighttime. I like, we did this in the fall a lot. And one night, one of the other apartment buildings, someone was like, hey, what are you looking for? Someone yelled out of the apartment building. And I was like, nothing. And they were like, what, what, why are you in my driveway? And I was like, I'm not. I'm walking with my son. They're like, what are you, what's the, what are you doing? And I was just like, I'm going for a walk. See you later. <laughs> my grandmother recently told me a story. She said that I would sometimes, as a child, make her wait uh, to go grocery shopping till nighttime so I could bring my flashlight. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's fun, but kids love flashlights. But anyway, it's a weird, um, it's a weird dynamic because my neighborhood's also very much in flux where there are still a lot of folks who have been in the neighborhood for forever who are like in their seventies and eighties. Um, and there are a handful of like newer families cause that's kind of the cycle that these types of neighborhoods go through. So there are some kids and there's some families, but there's also some, some older people. And we generally get on very well with, uh, the older folks. Except um, for Clint Eastwood, apparently. Except for Clint Eastwood, uh, but yeah, there's some. There's also some just straight up like, uh, wa- like I don't want to cast aspersions. Don't say anything racist. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Weedus. There are some. Uh, there's some people who are a little bit uh, more in the Blue Lives Matter uh, aggro kind of camp, is what I'll say. Yeah, um, what I'd say, I, I've done a little bit of research in regards to the town that you live in, and what I'd say is there's a lot of people who have a, instead of a regular colored light uh, on their for their house, they have a, a blue light on the. There are quite a few of those. Yes, you're right. <laughs> It's a, it's, it's rough, man. I got to say it, that is rough, but there's also like a, it's, 
it's a really strange um I don't know. It's weird. It's a it's a weird time and a weird place to be because it's it's certainly a, an interesting dynamic of people because there's like also quite I, we're you know not far from a very a very major Philly hospital and there are like a there's like a couple doctors who are in, in our direct neighborhood. There's a couple people who work for the hospital who are uh, working administration in the hospital. There's like a real mixture of people <clears throat> and people's politics are all over the fucking place yeah um in the neighborhood so my, it's, it's weird my area that we bought in uh the while we were signing our papers at the lawyers uh for the mortgage the guy was making a lot of jokes about how we were we were moving to trump country and we we're like oh we we drove around a couple times before we looked we we understand where we're yeah. moving and uh you know i he's like you're gonna fit right in with your black lives matter sticker on your car and i'm like yep that's going to be fun. That's great. Can't wait. Yeah, that's typical Rhode Island there. But um yeah, there's it's it's also a the thing that's neat is it's by far the most diverse place I've lived this town. There's lots of uh like there's lots of uh, people of many different races and ethnicities and everything and the playgrounds are great and we Should, you can tell everyone people. that you live in Trenton, New Jersey. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's nice. It's not a it's not a um it's certainly not like a monoculture, uh, I, I will say. Although I do wish it was a little bit more of a monoculture so we could remove some of these QAnon people. That would be great. It'd be cool if you guys had a monorail. Yeah, that would be cool. There's also someone with a flag. You know the like first the like uh, Blue Lives Matter, Red Lives Matter. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's like one the, of those not far from <laughs> me. One, someone has one of those where it's like <laughs> it's like cops, firemen, EMTs, security guards, correctional <laughs> officers. I'm like, what the? F- what are we doing here? What are we? What are you doing? All, yeah, that that person definitely works in. at a mall <laughs> it's near like, a flag shop. Just say you want to suck off men who have uniforms on. I don't know why you can't just say that. Because, like, postal workers aren't on that flag. They should be. I'm, let's, you know, like, garbage collectors aren't on that flag. Again, put them on the flag. We knew that we would enjoy our neighborhood only because when we moved in, there was, uh, there's a lot of Trump signs. Um, but next door to one of the Trump signs that's not far from our house, someone else said that Wu-Tang is forever one. Presidents are temporary. Wu-Tang is forever. And it's clear that they put it up to annoy their neighbors because it's the same colors as the Trump flag. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, I, I'm sure you both saw that someone was going around putting uh, second place and participation trophies on the people who still had the Trump signs up on their in their houses. I didn't see that. Was I, this I a meme? No, I didn't either. Sorry. Oh, well, it's okay. Um, We're not reading the hard times. Some, someone, no, no, uh, this is, was actual news, but someone, someone begrudgingly took their Trump sign down and they replaced it with an upside down American flag. Yikes. Uh, Sai, <laughs> when you say this is actual news, I'm really going to pick a bone of contention with what you consider actual news there okay. for, for a second, my man. <laughs> right. uh, I don't think that's actual news. I think that's just uh, silly. Something that happened. Yeah. He saw it on upworthy.com. <laughs> one one time when I was talking to an ex, I did tell her that I had read an article. And by read an article, it, I saw a meme. Uh, so <laughs> I have been known to confuse uh, news with not news and articles with memes. So Yeah. Well, I, owning a house, there's a lot of things that are great about that. Weenus, while you're here, I also want you... So this is the day... I'm Well, this is one of the days where... Uh, the GameStop uh, stock is it's now I think it as of uh, now I think at the closing belt was like three ten or something three hundred and ten dollars a share, which is true madness. That's a stock that is like you know it's way more than they would give you for a used game. It's true. It's worth it should be worth like you know five bucks or something in that ballpark, uh, maybe ten. And uh, that company is eating shit and is not. It doesn't seem like they're going to be around for much longer. Uh, but a bunch of people on Wall Street bets the subreddit have bought it all up and driven the price mad because they read that it was uh, overshorted. I think it was shorted at like 130% or something like that, uh, particularly by one specific hedge fund. And uh, yeah, so they're trying to squeeze that fund and it seems to be working. So Weenus, what are your thoughts on this? I I think it's hilarious, first of all. Um, But as a two-time GameStop stock owner who most recently sold my shares in November, I, I, I'd be in the Bahamas by now uh, if I had just uh, forgotten that I had bought it like two years ago. Even um, with COVID. Well, so I, I bought traveling? it. I bought it in 
2019 and it was like $11 a share and yeah I got down to like two and then I sold it when I got to like 20 uh, or some, somewhere in that range um, but no I, I think it's I mean it, yeah it's like it's like the perfect storm of so many people had shorted it it's like a, a household kind of brand name that reddit people would like it's you know it's not just some random company yeah. um and so yeah like I, I think it's just awesome that people are just like shitting their pants um and closing their hedge funds because a bunch of like internet goofballs decided to put all this money into it yeah it kind of proves out the model that essentially all of this is imaginary and somewhat meaningless uh because if enough like and the specifically the um the wall street bets subreddit like most of the people there are not investing 50 grand or, I mean, some of them are because some of them are fucking maniacs. If you go read that Reddit, although I think that Reddit is down right now. Um, but it's a lot of people who are like investing like two to $6,000, like something like that. So if, if you have like a million people who all invest two grand in a stock like that, that makes a huge impact. It's, it's insane and, and very, uh, dumb, but that's the way the market works. And, um, you know, I don't know. I it's it seems I really love that they're pissing off everyone in uh, like CNBC, and there's lots of analysts who are very angry about it. And like someone went on CNBC, and was like, "You shouldn't be allowed to talk about stock purchases on the internet." <laughs> like that. Well, I, I mean, I I mean, in all seriousness, both times I bought the stock because I thought it was uh, the whole digital is going to eat their lunch. And so it was cheap relative to the cash that the business was still generating. And uh, I guess I, I was, I was right both times. So second, uh, hedge fund dudes really taking that victory lap, huh? Yeah. I mean, you gotta, cause you made $8 a share. So congrats <laughs> to you <laughs> when you could, you know, you I, could be up, uh, I could have made like yeah, I could have made like three hundred and something, but I'll I'll take you, what I can get. You really you really did eat their lunch from you the did. dollar menu. Yeah, <laughs> you, you ate uh, twenty McDonald's McDonald's dollar menu lunches, which is great. Uh, McDollar menu, that's good. McDollar. Uh, yeah, uh, it, I I think that it's a real treat. I love it. I'm very happy that I, I mean shorting is uh, a hilarious thing to do anyway, and. Um, there's a lot of people who I've already seen who are like, oh, what's the next stock like this going to be? And it's like, well, probably nothing. I don't think that's going to happen the same way ever again, because I would guess that probably a lot of these funds will be uh, reticent to completely go ape shit like that and shorting something. And Weirdness. like you said, well, well, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, this one, it was like, you know, I, I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but yeah, yeah. The, the next like stocks with the most short interest aren't anywhere close to this one. And so, yeah. You know, a, a, a there weren't that you know it's, it wasn't that big of a market cap company. It had so many short shares sold short, and then yeah, any any sort of like price move, you know, volume to like push the price up. Just all those guys had to go close out of their positions, and then that just like creates this. It's like the opposite of a death spiral. Yeah, it's a life spiral. It's it, and I think that they really do believe that. I mean, the interesting thing that's happened here is. <laughs> So Elon Musk tweeted about it yesterday. It got it was like I think it closed at like 150 yesterday on Tuesday, and then it got up to like 370 at a high point today, and it closed at like I think 3 310 or something around that. Um, but the thing that can happen is like if you get enough casual dipshits who are like, oh, I have 600 dollars that I can blow on this, like it, literally all it will take is another I don't know five or ten million people putting a couple hundred bucks on it, buying a share or two. And that will uh, completely continue skyrocketing the price, um, even as more people try to sell out of it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's interesting. I think that there's also some uh, manipulation that has clearly happened to try to <laughs> prevent retail buyers from doing what they're doing. And uh, I have enjoyed it. And like you said, I think it's also very true that it being like a public a like a public company and a retail store that people have heard of makes a huge difference. Because if it was just like you know the Viz Vizotech security market, you'd be like, no one would know what the fuck that was, even if it was super over uh, shorted or whatever. People wouldn't jump on that necessarily. The same way. Anyway, uh, a real treat. I've, I'm very much enjoying it. I can't wait till this. Uh, I hope that all these all these people, all these uh, all these monsters who are uh, bankrupting that hedge fund, uh, get to their thousand dollar valuation that they want and uh, or thousand dollars a share, I should say, 
and that they all sell and and then a movie is made about this in five to ten years i think that would be uh highly entertaining it would be like the stock version of moneyball i think it would be like the opposite of uh of the big short it, it would be the <laughs> the, the big long, long long yeah <laughs> we as someone who's five six can you tell us what the next shorting is going to be please what uh, so you, you've been reading like Sammy Edo, something brewing, uh, Wonko, like book of jokes here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what <laughs> the problem with that is. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what part of that made sense. The, the joke is that he's five, six and you guys have been talking about shorting for 10 minutes. Excuse me. And... He's five, six and a half. I don't know if you know this, but five, six and a half is this specific. Thank height, you. So I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to say it. Yeah, um, I said it for you because I've been your saying friend. it your whole life. <laughs> well, just since I was like fifteen. Sai, yeah. how tall are you? Six one. Are you really six one? I think so. Yeah. Is that a fact? It's uh, my license says six feet, so I guess I'm six feet. How tall am I? Or do you like, like five, five, ten? Ten? five nine? Maybe five five nine, probably like that. Yeah. I, I look up to you. That's all I can remember. Yeah, I'm like average male height I, in a way that I. Wish... <laughs> means that I am an unremarkable height where guys who are an inch or two taller than me, I don't really recognize as taller than me and guys who are an inch or two shorter than me. I don't recognize as shorter than me either. Like I, I only really notice people's height when they're like under five, four or when they're over six, four. Like that's, I think when you're like in the five, nine to five, 11 range, you kind of just don't notice heights unless people are very short or very tall. I'm glad I didn't fall into the very short category yeah. in the book. There are people I have I have friends who do fit into that category and uh and I've known people. So you know, anyway. Um but yeah, so that's that such is life. Uh let's play Should a game. When you before we play a game. Let's play a game. If I say let's play a game, the music starts. I know, you know I want to hear it. I want to hear it. What I was going to say is, uh, when you edit this in post, can you make sure that you put the crickets thing after after that joke that I made on Weenus? My attempt at dunking on him, that, that didn't go through for me. Not only am I not going to put a crickets thing in, because <laughs> I don't have a drop for that, I'm going to leave this very dumb horseshit in, where you derailed the let's play game flow for this. So, right. thank you. Thank you for that, Sai. Whenever anyone says that I'm too mean to you, I'm going to just play them this clip. Good. Here we go. This game is called Home Ownership or Home Improvement. In just a moment, you will hear a series of issues described, and it's up to you to determine whether or not what you've heard is a common home ownership issue or a plot to the 1990s ABC sitcom Home Improvement. You'll be playing head-to-head, buzz in by saying your first name. Do you understand the rules? Are you ready to play? Yes. Yes. Great, 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 great. Here we go. So buzz in by saying your name. First one, two, five, correct, is the winner. Here we go. The rubber roof on the addition area of the house you just bought began leaking the day you moved in. Home ownership or home improvement? Sai. Sai, go ahead. Home ownership. That is correct. Thank you. Weenish, you got to buzz in a little bit faster than that, my man. Uh, you weren't even done reading the question. I know. <laughs> well, uh, you got to wait till I say, so size up one to nothing, but uh, you got to wait till I say home ownership or home improvement in that answer. Here we go. Number two. Randy returns from Costa Rica for Christmas only to discover the changes that have taken place in his absence and that life has gone on without him. Home ownership or home improvement? Sai. Uh, Sai beat you. Sai, go ahead. Home improvement. Sai, you're correct. Thank a you. woodpecker is pecking a pain in the neck for Tim. Home ownership or home improvement? Curtis. Sai. We just got that. Home ownership. Oh, uh, no. That's home <laughs> improvement. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> you bought your home when mortgage interest is at 5.5%, and you want to refinance to take advantage of lower rates, but you might also sell in next year, so you're not sure it's worth all the paperwork. Home ownership or home improvement? Sai. Sai, go ahead. Homeownership. That's correct. Wow, size up three to nothing. Troubles brew on tool time when Bud mandates that no non-Binford products are to be used on the show. Homeownership or home improvement? Curtis. Sai. Curtis got there first. Homeownership. No, that's home improvement. <laughs> tools. Curtis, are you, tool are you tanking? No, I don't. I think he's. I just are you the New York knows. Jets? I don't. I just don't think he knows. I don't think he knows homeownership or home improvement. I, Next I one. Here we go. Number six. Jill dents the car, so Tim decides to fix it, but he accidentally drops a three-ton beam on it and tries to hide it from Jill. Home ownership or home improvement? Sigh. Sigh, go ahead. Home improvement. That's correct. Curtis, you got to stop muting yourself, man. You're you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. You really are. You got to just leave yourself on. <laughs> let it let it play. Here we go. Next one. 
Your house was built in the 1700s, and the unfinished basement takes one to six inches of water every time it rains. Homeownership or home improvement? Curtis. You go ahead. Home improvement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there should be a home improvement made there, but there, you're not going to spend 12 grand on French drains in your shitty basement. So Can I have a chance to steal ownership. there? No, you can't. You Sigh. Can't. Chid sex life. Ooh, got to put those French drains in my sex life. Number eight. Uh, Al creates a tool time board game, hoping to earn enough money to propose to Eileen, but the game has problems and sometimes catches on fire. Homeownership or home improvement? Curtis. Sigh, go ahead. Home improvement. So that is correct. And uh, last one, uh, I'm going to let Weenus just go for this. So <laughs> Weenus is, has zero and Sai has five. So I, I really like Weenus to be able to get on the board here. So I'm just going to let – I don't I don't want to be embarrassed here. Here you go, Weenus. This one's just for you. Al Borland doesn't want to come to dinner with the Taylors after Eileen has a dream about Tim riding on a golden stallion in tight bicycle shorts. <laughs> home ownership or home improvement? You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure my neighbors were just telling me about this, but I'm going to go home improvement. You got it. Wow. Weenus. Oh, finally. Good on job. Board, baby. Sometimes that happens, though. Yeah, sometimes your neighbors will tell you about dreams about you riding on a golden stallion <laughs> in bicycle shorts. I, I've actually, I, I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of Home Improvement. <laughs> See, there was a tell there, too, and I thought that you would pick up on it quickly, and you did not. The tell that whenever I mentioned a character's name? Correct. <laughs> Oh. And I was waiting. I was waiting for the last one to be a made-up one that you still use the character's <laughs> name in, because I feel like that's what you would do. No, no. I just wanted to highlight how great some of the plots of Home Improvement were. <laughs> what a terrible show! What's <sighs> What's the show he has now? That's the same thing. Is Dude, it Last, last Man last standing? standing? Yeah. I don't know. He what a ugh. isn't isn't that the one where he just like is like basically a MAGA dad? Yeah, he just complains come. about the libs. MAGA dad. <laughs> Magadad. <laughs> how, how many years are we away from a TV show called Magadad? Um, well, American Dad was borderline that. He was like an FBI agent, right? What was yeah, that? but that's not the same thing. <laughs> like, I, there's going to be a network that earn. Like, I guess maybe the coup attempt will yeah. throw oh, some hey, cold oh, water hey, on this. going to show the Maga Magadad. Yeah, it's going to be like, like a coach. I feel like if, like, you know, seventy-seven thousand people voted for that dipshit, so. I feel like if seventy-seven thousand, he would have lost by seventy-seven thousand times a hundred thousand. Um, but yeah, seventy-seven million people voted for him. Thank you. And uh, and so I feel like if uh, he just like lost and left the White House normally and didn't get banned from Twitter or whatever, I feel like it would be like a year and a half before we hear about like a pilot in development for ABC called Magadad or something. Well, the I think. Part of I know we don't like to talk politics on this show, but if he had left peacefully, like he would have stood a much better chance uh, as far as far as running again in twenty twenty four. I don't know that that makes any goddamn difference as far as his chances of running again, my man. But anyway, uh, I, I well, if I he gets banned you. from running for future political office because of his his acts of not leaving peacefully. Uh, I, again, wish I lived in the world where I wasn't so cynical that I felt like anything was going to happen to him. As look, a result look of all, all I'm going to say is hopefully he can't run again. And then there's a nice uh, little road on the highway for my man Bill Weld to uh, cruise into Sneak office. In. Hey, He's still on the Bill Weld train. How do you feel about Bill Weld, Curtis? Well, I think we've got like an hour and 10 minutes of content that uh, all about Bill Weld that uh, we'll just leave to the listener's imagination. Yeah, well, just give us one take on Bill Well, please. Let, yeah, let's just say that we maybe had a, I mean, little peek behind the curtain here. We had some technical difficulties with a previous recording we did with Weenus that never will see the light of day. And it's not because the Sinim song singer showed up and Weenus asked him to sing a terrible song that it has seven verses. That's not why. No, it's it's really not why, though. No, I, th- I think it was the thing about starting a Bill Well book club that... <laughs> Took it off the rails. Uh, Sai, have you ever Bill welded your house? I haven't welded my house yet, no. Hey, wait, the Synonym Song Singer is here. Hey, guys, I'm the Synonym <laughs> Song Singer. What song do you want me to sing tonight? Okay. Uh, working on the railroad. I've been putting some time in on the 
uh, rail lines all the days of my life. I've been putting some time in on the rail lines, and I don't know the rest of the words to the song. Hey! There you go. Weenus, do you have any suggestions for the synonym song to your guy? Yeah, now, now that I knew the bit, I came better prepared. Um, <laughs> so I, I was going to go with Tub Thumping by Chumba Wumba. <laughs> ooh, 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 that's a good one, young man. I, I get pushed to the ground, but I stand on my feet once more because you're not going to leave me on the floor. I get knocked off my feet. Then I stand on my feet once more because I'm not going to stay on the floor. I'm not going to stay on takes, the floor. <laughs> he takes a Tennessee whiskey drink. He takes a Pilsner drink. No, <laughs> there's no synonyms for those types of alcohol. I Thank you. That was much less painful than last time yeah that's because he didn't commit <laughs> <laughs> i don't know all the words to that song you have the internet D- don't tell me what i have you son of a bitch you need to commit i'll commit to slapping your motherfucking face see i don't believe you <laughs> son of a bitch stop thumping my tub <laughs> <laughs> weenus do you have anything to plug today uh, I don't think so. Cool. Hold on. Let me let me let me think for a minute. <laughs> you want to pl- plug any uh, driveway plowing services that are in your town? Uh, I, I I would not, but um, maybe maybe I can plug. Um, can I can I plug the Pepsi Boys? Ooh, yes, you can. Are you going to be on their show? I, I, look, I haven't listened to their podcast. What? But they're really, they're really nice guys, and I like them. They're all the, very sweet. D- Dean, Les, and Gabe, is that who you're talking about? Dean was on the show a couple weeks ago. He was. Dean's been on the show before. Les yeah. has not been on the show, and Gabe has also not been on the show. Gabe was supposed to come on the show to talk about a specific record, and instead, spoiler, we've booked the band that made that record instead of him. <laughs> so... <laughs> I guess congrats to Gabe for not committing. Uh, speaking I, of not committing. I, yeah, Gabe was also su- supposed to send me. They recorded a special message for your birthday, and he, he neglected to send it to me. Gabe, so. if you're out there, I love your effort. <laughs> a for effort. He's a great guy. <laughs> we're, just, we're just trolling in Gabe. Come on the show. We'd love to have you on and continue inspiring us to uh, book so. more famous guests than you. <laughs> Uh, it's, that's a good plug. Uh, Pepsi Boys, listen to them. They're available on podcasts. They talk about soda. It's a good. It's a good show. Uh, side, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, Yellowbird Hot Sauce. Ooh, and, and by the way, what do you have to do to get a free bottle from us? At you have now? to. You have to tweet uh, hashtag rounding bird nope round bird round bird you have to, sorry you have and, to, and then you have to say tweet tweet i was close no nope, no 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 here's what you have to do thank you right. but you're close but not really you mm. have to tweet at rounding down and at yellowbird and you have to use hashtag round bird and you have to say i'm a round bird tweet tweet <laughs> that's what your tweet has to say and then you have to dm me chid your address yeah so don't send, send it to you Cy. hot sauce don't send your address to Cy unless you want to get murdered and don't send it to Weenus unless you want someone to come to your house and knock over your garage. Don't yeah, don't send it to Weenus unless you want to pay someone to plow your <laughs> driveway and break your house and uh, and then pissing your yard. Also, though, to be fair to that guy, his plow company is called Yard Pissers Incorporated. <laughs> yard Pissers Incorporated. What song was that, Cy? Oh God. Oh, what the hell is it? Was do you it, know? Were, do you know? Doing Nine Inch Nails. Were you trying to do Starfuckers Incorporated? No. Okay, because that wasn't the melody. Of no, the no. Song. There's another song where they're bad. Fuck, no. or bad company. Are you yeah. <laughs> bad company by so, bad company. Something Incorporated. Oh, frustrated Incorporated. That also wasn't the melody to that song. Frustrated. <laughs> there you go. Incorporated. <laughs> oh. Thank you for correcting me. Appreciate it. No, I just like. <laughs> 
I always appreciate when you sing something and it's not a melody, it's a real melody. And I'm like, I know you're thinking of a real song, but you're not emulating that song at all. And it's, it's it, I always actually enjoy that. My brain doesn't work in the same way that everyone else's brain works. I, I've noticed, and that's fine. I love you for who you are. Thank you. He likes me for me. <laughs> Not because. See, you were supposed to sing it in a different. You were supposed to sing it in a different melody. (laughs) Yeah, I should have said, "He likes me for me." (laughs) He likes me for me. Give it up to me. No, that's see, that was a melody. You you thought of a melody and you did it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I wasn't singing the right words. Like the synonym singer, but a different. Melody yeah. for the same song. <laughs> I'm gonna work on that. The bad, bad <laughs> melody singer. Bad melody singer. I'm workshopping that. Bad, bad melody singer would be like, "You're a little late. This is how I feel. <laughs> I'm cold and I'm ashamed. Frustrated, incorporated. Hey, you thought of a melody and you sang it. Thank you." <laughs> Uh, anyway. Shit, do you have anything you'd like to plug? <laughs> yeah, yellow bird. <laughs> tweet. <laughs> I'm a round bird. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> at rounding down at yellow bird. Uh, hashtag uh, round bird. And also it's yellowbirdfoods.com. You can go there, but look at where you can get their hot sauces. They have a location finder. They're available at lots of stores. If there's a fresh market in your uh, area, I'm sure they are there. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's great hot sauce. It's very good. It's spicy. It will brighten up whatever you are eating. Also, uh, I am going to plug, of course, the Mansions record, Big Bad, which I picked as my number one record of 2020. If you haven't listened to that bad boy yet, uh, give that a spin. It's a great record and uh, will really get you going. It's it's a real fun one. And I am going to also plug uh, our dear friends over at uh, Uncle to Uncle, Uncle Howard and Uncle Franklin. Uh, they've been putting out some great episodes lately. Really enjoy those two fucking bozos, so uh, check them out. Um, so anyway, for uh, Curtis Weenus, for Saifietti, for myself, for Yellowbird Hot Sauce, as always. For Soul Asylum. Yeah, that's the name of the band that sings yeah. the song that goes, Frustrated Incorporated. <laughs> Fuck you, see there. Rounding Down is produced by Chid. Music by Corey Major. Artwork by Cy Fierre. This was a Buzzcast Network production. Bow, 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 bow. Hey, it's your boy Chid. You thought this show was over? Well, it's not quite over yet, and here's why. Our good friend Aaron Crow, his comic book series, It Eats What Feeds It, is out now on trade paperback. You can buy it from anywhere that comic books are sold or trade paperbacks of comic books are sold, but specifically go to scoutcomics.com and buy it from there. It'll run you like $9.99. It's fucking great. It's a great series. Aaron Crow is truly the best. Uh, it's it's Aaron Crow, Max Hoven, and Gabriel Umazark uh, doing the art. It's a really great series. You should go buy it. And if you don't buy it, fuck you and go to hell. <laughs>